Pato has out there. Welcome back in this new episode of the Chat Garage, our virtual playground where we debate about what we love: car design, car news, and motorsport. So please, let's welcome back my friend and co-host Tex. Hi, man. Hey. Hello there, how's it going? Oh, quite nice here in Sweden, but I heard that uh, back down in Italy... Yeah, quite boring. <laughs> we are we are stuck. Uh, you can only work and go home. <laughs> yeah, not, not the best, but uh, well, yeah, we have to deal with these uh, harder times. So, moving on. This episode will be very, very juicy and very, very interesting because we will talk about uh, movie and TV legends. Uh, mm -hmm. So, cars that uh, passionate and car enthusiasts put in the movies. Great, Scott. <laughs> yeah, that's a very famous quote. But before that, there is our weekly appointment with the news of the last week. Breaking news. Okay, so breaking news of the last week. Uh, sadly, the, yeah, not very good news, yeah. to be honest. We are in 2020, <laughs> so we don't think that there will be much good news. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, because I read um, um, news that Bentley will become an only EV car brand. So it's really sad, mm. really, really sad. You know, especially Bentley, because uh, it has a very huge heritage like uh, like Bugatti like Ferrari like Alfa Romeo so it's like quite strange that Bentley uh, will ditch the petrol engines by 2030 uh, should I remember some models uh, very very uh, famous ah, models I know that uh, you like uh, especially one in particular but uh of the old glory yeah, age in the 1930s there are the mighty four and a half liter blower bentley a very rough <laughs> and uh, amazing car heavy yeah heavy <laughs> that's quite quite huge compared to the um bugatti t35 um i have the opportunity to sold them in uh mille miglia before the, before then the race start and uh, it's quite uh, amazing to see the difference in the size because the Bugatti is like a very tiny little car and then there comes the Bentley, it's like a huge lorry. It's like a, a David and Golia. <laughs> the... <laughs> yes, I don't know how they managed to race in the mountain pass with that car during the Mille Miglia. Like now, when I, almost like uh, 90 years after, it's like crazy. Absolutely. Very brave people. <laughs> but you know, there is uh, another side of the medal, let's say, because uh, there is another quite good news, yeah. uh, because Porsche has the intention to uh, develop synthetic fuels. Oh. So instead of having a normal fuel that is not sustainable, try mm -hmm. to, you know, with uh, chemics uh, engineer, try to rebuild and uh, redo the same characteristic of a uh, normal fuel but synthetic and more eco-friendly. So uh, cars that are not designed for be electric could be sustainable as well. So it's quite good also for vintage cars. Yeah, that will be awesome. Uh, we will be still able to drive our beloved uh, noisy old school cars and that's great. Uh, yeah, that's really great news. Yeah. So, well, we will see. Yeah, maybe we can put 
that uh, fuel in the last rust mode uh, presented this week because now okay they are popping out as uh, flowers in spring but uh, we had a new inspired uh, by a or based from a ferrari 250 uh, rest mode and that also was quite nice news yeah really in the last uh, week uh, absolutely a lot of uh, new rest mode pops out incredibly but that one in particular is really interesting because they are going to put a v12 engine a classic one mm-hmm. uh, so it would be very very interesting and they are going only to replace some of the body panels in carbon fiber but they will keep uh, you know like the doors in aluminium to keep the same feeling of a vintage car so it's quite nice and i saw the sketch it's very similar to a 250 lvb ferrari but you know i like it i like it so much yeah with some update in the right point and uh, yeah so good to see and uh... It will be the trend, I guess, for 2021 as well. <laughs> oh, yeah. Who knows what, what it will bring us. But for sure, the end of the year will bring us an update on the design of the Cybertruck. Oh, yeah, I read that. Uh, Apparently. That news. Incredible. But uh, I hope that it's harder for me to say that. But uh, I hope that they keep going with this design because it's, it's iconic. I have to be honest, it's really iconic, it's something that uh, no one uh, would expect. Yeah, no one was brave enough to do something that crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I agree. So, well, maybe if they can improve it more... Uh... I, I, I was listening to an interview to Elon Musk some month ago and uh, basically he was saying that uh, probably they only had to scale it uh, down a little bit because... Uh, was uh, slightly too big, but... Ah, okay, a little bit oversized. Yeah, just uh, 0.5% smaller. Uh, it was really minor things. Okay, yes. not so much. Yes, yes. Okay, but moving on to the main speech. It's time for the main team. Yeah, the main team is uh, Movie and TV Car Legends. Yes. And uh, yeah, I have to make a tribute to... Uh, famous person, a famous actor that uh, passed away recently, is Sean Connery, the first James Bond. And the fun fact is that the character of James Bond, I don't know if uh, you know guys these things, but um, was introduced in the novels of Ian Fleming. Uh, The first appearance of that character is in Casino Royale of the 1953. And when Albert Broccoli, that is the producer of the first ever film of 007, uh, decided to give to Connery the part, Ian Fleming was not so pleased because uh, Sean Connery uh, was uh, a very rude and Scottish person. So for Fleming uh, will not fit the typical stereotype of the English gentleman. And... uh, Apart that uh, that film, the first film was uh, a so huge success that now is one of the longest running franchise of the movie industries. Yeah, they went on for quite some time, didn't they? Yeah, they they passed almost uh, seven actors, so seven faces for uh, the the character of James Bond. Quite amazing. And then another fun fact is that uh, Bentley. So it comes again the Bentley, because. Uh, Actually, a four-liter-and-a-half Bentley was the first Bond car. 
but then where the first movie was in production uh, yeah. they have to choose uh, uh, another car because Bentley uh, in the 60s they don't have a sporty car they don't have it <laughs> simply they don't have it so Aston Martin arrived at the production office and uh, said Okay, guys, but we have uh, a very sporty car. It's DB5, a super leggera. Why don't you use it? They said, okay, let's use the DB5. The DB so it began the legend. James Bond drove an Aston Martin. Ah, very interesting. I didn't know that details about uh, Bentley, actually. I was sure that uh, James Bond always drove uh, Aston or some BMW every now and then. <laughs> That uh, was a five series or seven series. No, in the in the eighties with Timothy Dalton, they prefer to use an Audi, but for sponsor. An Audi. Wow, how many cars? Because after the after four or five yeah. films with the DB5, um, other car manufacturers wanted to be featured. Yeah, well, okay. to be featured in the film. And uh, so, do you remember the, for example, the Z8? Yeah, I remember that one, but also there was a, a sedan once. I remember that, but I don't remember which movie. I, I actually I'm not a big fan of the W07. I didn't saw a lot of movies. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and another very interesting fact about the DB5 used in the 007 movie is that mm -hmm. uh, there was the first ever car that use gadgets. Okay. Because uh, if you remember guys, the first Batmobile based on the 1955 Lincoln Futura came only two years later huh. in the Batman film of the 1966. So the DB5 was actually the first gadget car ever. Quite a big achievement, I have to say. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, I read another, another news about that because one guy buy a replica of that car for $200,000 or euros or pounds. I don't remember the, <laughs> the, the, <laughs> the value. Yeah, Bitcoin. Yeah, for a replica of the, the DB5 gadget car without the engine. Ah, only, only the chassis or the body? Uh, no, no, no. It's a complete car, mm -hmm. but without the engine. Ah, okay. Um, yeah. It's quite surprising. So it's, I guess that, that guy is a big, big fan, a huge fan of a 007 movie. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but moving on to other other movie cars. Uh, um, you know, some some example here. Maybe you guys remember the Mad Max XB uh, GT4 Falcon from the Mad Max uh, franchise, or the Ford Grand Touring of the 1965 Starsky and Hutch. And we don't have to forget the model from the homonymous film of Clint Eastwood. Oh, Gran Torino. Ah, yes, it was the green one. Quite nice. But also Toretto was driving in one movie, I guess. One of the several Fast and Furious. <laughs> A Gran Torino was uh, only maybe in an intro. Maybe in the intro of uh, one movie. Bah, I don't know. I think it's quite a popular car, the Gran Torino. For example, a uh, uh, one that uh, is very popular as back uh, is the Mustang uh, Fastback that not only was in Bullet but uh, or was also <laughs> that one used with a Nissan engine in Fast and Furious. So Mustang as well, it's quite popular in the movies. Yeah, yeah. Also, also in the Gone in 60 Seconds, there is a, a Mustang. Yeah. Also in the John Wick 
in the first movie there is a Mustang, but it's a 1970 Ford Mustang, I think. Uh, yeah, in these years, Mustangs are very, you know, difficult to recognize. It's not so recognizable because um, every year, yeah. uh, in particular, uh, USA car manufacturer uh, changes something. So, uh, you know, the Camaro, like for example. It's like Audi now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, more or less. And, uh, yeah. But uh, other, other, other movie cars uh, are like the Austin Minis Cooper S from the Italian job, are very popular. And, uh, or from uh, Mr. Bean. <laughs> ah, also Mr. Bean. Uh, yeah, I forgot the, the, green, the green Mini, the green bean Mini of Mr. Bean. Yeah, or the super funny Beetle Herbie. Very famous as yeah, well. Yeah, the, the number 53. Yeah, when I was a kid, uh, I was looking at uh, Herbie, the TV series in my grandparents' house, and uh, it was so funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. And another, another quite funny is the uh, Ectomobile, the 1951 Cadillac Miller Metero from Ghostbusters. Uh, yes. I think uh, that uh, the van from uh, A-Team and uh, Kit from Supercar, I think those three are like the most 80s, uh, almost the most 80s uh, movie car. Not the most 80s, probably, because you have your special one, but those was quite an icon. Yeah, we will talk after about my special of the 80s. But for TV series, uh, we have also the Ferraris from uh, Magnum PI and Miami Vice. Do you remember the 308 GTS from Magnum yeah. PI and the Daytona replica and the white Testarossa for Miami Vice. Yeah, I think the one that I remember the most was the white uh, Testarossa. It is quite uh, iconic as well. But uh, yeah, I think they are less uh, iconic, I want to say, because uh, the others are very special vehicles with some unique future, while the Ferrari is just a Ferrari, in my opinion. I prefer to have a more normal car and make it uh, unique, mm -hmm. like uh, the others. <laughs> yeah, and we don't have to forget to mention two recent car movies, Rush and Ford versus Ferrari. Yeah. Very well made, both of them. They are slightly different, but uh, quite amazing, both of them. They made a really good job to recreate the, the atmosphere and give the, the people, even if they are not into car or automotive racing, etc., people was uh, attached to the movie and was feeling the, the tension, etc. So they made a great job to bring back those old memories to a bigger audience than only Petrolhead. Yeah, I agree, except one thing. I think that Rush is... Uh better made mm. than the Ford versus Ferrari in this in the terms of movie general yeah. movie uh, because Ron Howard managed to create a movie that reflects in a very good way the feeling of the drivers mm -hmm. instead uh, making a film from Petrolhead that is more Ford versus Ferrari because yes. there are plenty of details of uh, uh, that only, I guess, uh, car enthusiasts can understand in Ford versus Ferrari. So, in the end, uh, I can summarize that uh, Rush is a very great movie for all sorts, and Ford versus Ferrari is a very great movie, but for car enthusiasts. That makes sense. Okay, but now we are arriving at the core of the speech. So, our 
best movie car our selection so do you want to start x yeah well my my favorite uh, movie car is uh, the general Lee, the dodge charger uh, orange one and uh, i picked that one because when i was younger okay i was looking uh, several times fast and furious but also the duke of azar the movie from 2005 i guess and uh, i don't know in that time i was uh, really into american cars And so that one uh, was, uh, I was very attached with that. And uh, I was able to watch the movie two or three times in a row. Like Whoa. literally. <laughs> was, uh, so, yeah, I never watched too much the TV series, but uh, I know that uh, they made a good job, in my opinion, with that movie. Even if people, I think, disagree, the, the masses. <laughs> uh, but um, for the rest, obviously, as I was saying... Uh, Uh, I was a big fan also of the first uh, bunch of Fast and Furious. Now I can't watch it anymore. It's too dumb. But um, for sure, you know, the, the first Civic and the beginning with the orange, uh, with the green neon light or the there was the Eclipse uh, and in the second one there was the gray skyline or something. I, and also I really liked the... the The RX-7 from Tokyo Drift. I was not understanding which car it was for like several <laughs> time I had to... Internet was not that popular back then. So I was not able to find information <laughs> that easy. <laughs> But I was like, what car is that? It's so gorgeous. Uh, yeah, so it was uh, quite a shame when they destroyed it. But, you know, movie cars. They, the General Lee, they had like... 300 for the TV series, so <laughs> yeah, shit happens. You point out uh, another cool thing that uh, do you remember in in those years back then uh, there was another very popular video game, Ooh, Need yes. for Speed. In in those uh, in those years, uh, they understand the um, the trend of. Yes. Tuning cars, so they remanaged the game for having this uh, this scenario. So having tuned yeah, cars that the, are I racing. I think the the first the underground one and two they are quite linked to the beginning of the Fra Fast and Furious franchise, because before Need for Speed was just a racing game, and then they evolved into tuning uh, cars, and it was quite special. I remember I I waste. Uh, so many hours playing those games nice memory for me my favorite of the need for speed um franchise is uh, most wanted the first one mm. the one of the uh, 206 yeah. 2006 I, sorry i liked a lot the first two underground but then the one that i enjoyed the most playing was pro street i know that most of the people hate it i don't know why because Especially the physics of the drifting was, uh, for me, super cool. Uh, but uh, then with Carbon, they start to go down a lot, uh, the quality. And uh, now it's very hard to play. I, I tried the new couple of them, like uh, Heat and the one from 2015 that was just Need for Speed. I like how you can tune the car, but uh, they are really impossible to drive with the physics. So uh, I can't enjoy the games anymore. Yeah, maybe to arcade or 
Yeah. To to fake too easy, maybe some in some in some yeah, way. Too I re- fake. I, I re- <laughs> they are not I that remember- easy, but they are fake. <laughs> yeah, I remember in in the first most wanted that uh, if you have to run out of the police, it was very hard, very very hard, especially when you raised a very huge level of uh, priority. Yeah, uh, like you know, level. priority chase. Uh, yeah, in five levels, yeah. something like that. So, I I miss these. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, the hard uh, the feeling, hard the way. thrill. <laughs> yeah, feel the thrill. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, yeah, okay. Apart from video games, uh, uh, what is your selection of movie cars? Because I'm sure you want to say. Yeah, I guess uh, you know what is my favorite movie car ever. Great Scott. Oh, what a quote. Oh, no, you are spoiler man. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, guys, I'm referring to the mighty DeLorean DMC-12 from Back to the Future. This is my absolutely my favorite movie car ever. And I guess most of you uh, love that car as well. You know, the, the original one is not so gorgeous, I have to say. But the one from the movie, yeah, I think uh, I I watched the, the, the series a lot of times more than i watched hazard <laughs> yeah probably probably yes probably yes uh, um it's it's a very i'm very attached to that car i was a kid when i when i saw the first time uh the first movie and i was uh, amazed and shocked about the and i and i think that everyone or a lot of people when do you do you say time travel things the DeLorean time machine <laughs> but uh, so which one uh, is your favorite of the three because in my opinion I prefer uh, the, the second one the one that you can put trash to get the fuel and can fly this is the best balance and eco-friendly of all <laughs> but well there are all three of them are absolutely amazing and gorgeous but uh, maybe i agree with you i prefer the second one because uh, it's a flying flying very retro wave car and apart the the the, the, the first uh, version mm-hmm. so the one with uh, plutonium because yeah. it's very it's very cool to say it goes with plutonium <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah probably i will i will choose the second one the the one that uh, can fly uh, and another another car of my selection yeah. is the 1989 Batmobile. I saw that uh, that movie when I was a kid as well, and uh, I think it's uh, still the proper Batmobile. Uh, Batman Batmobile, yeah. I have to agree because it's uh, the one like the Tumbler, the newer one, for example. It's just a uh, it look like a tank, quite childish, but the. The previous one uh, was uh, still, in my mind, uh, was the true Batmobile, the more in line with the style of Batman. Yeah, yeah. Also with the afterburner. Don't forget the afterburner of the 1985 Batmobile. Maybe the 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 best proportioned Batmobile ever for now. Mm. I would be very curious to see the the new one. I see some some images. Um, I like the concept, but it's. In my eyes, it's too similar to a Mad Max concept vehicle. I don't remember it, so yeah, I have to agree with you. <laughs> I have faith. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but uh, we talk about um, movie cars and and stuff, uh, and uh, we have to talk about uh, concept artists as well. Yeah. 
because uh, in in the years, uh, especially in the movies, uh, a lot of uh, important people helped the you know the the creation. Yeah, the creation, the feeling of the sci-fi, and um, we have to do a special thanks uh, to Ron Cobb, a concept artist that uh, recently passed away, and thanks to him. Uh, we had a lot of uh, Star Wars vehicle, the DeLorean from Back to the Future is thanks to him, and uh, the set of uh, Alien movies. And uh, another memorable mention goes to his colleague Sid Mead that designed the set of Blade Runner, Alien as well, the first Tron, and some Star Trek movies set. Ah, so they, yeah, they know what what they are they were doing back then, but. Uh... The newer uh, Tron uh, vehicle were made by another quite famous guy. Yeah, the, the newest Tron that actually is a sequel from the first one of the 80s, all the, the sets and the vehicle especially was designed by Daniel Simon. That it uh, is, just a small uh, name. <laughs> yeah, it's a small name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's um, it it, it became a, a famous concept artist, uh, especially in the first uh, years of the 2000, and mm-hmm. uh, with uh, the work in Tron Legacy and his book Cosmic Waters. It's quite famous that yes. book. Yeah, I think uh, that book and some of his vehicle was uh, very very influential during the around 2010-2015 when we were studying I remember most of us were looking at them as a reference for being inspired to what will be the future of the design kind of yeah 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 and okay they are gorgeous like with that uh, kind of retro style but very clean uh, and some weird stuff attached both was very cool. Yeah, and actually, my third best movie car is the Light Runner mm-hmm. from Tron Legacy. When I saw the movie in 2010, I was amazed by that car. It's like, oh, it has everything for for me for a sci-fi car. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, amazing. I don't have I don't have word to describe it uh, right now. And uh, and also Daniel Simon, um, after Tron, worked for um, Disney and designed some vehicles from Captain America, the first Avenger, and also, later then, the Robo Race composite cars. Ah, that one is... I have in my desk at work yeah. uh, small Hot Wheels. <laughs> yeah, no, it's so cool. But, okay, I, when you were saying uh, Disney, I thought about uh, Disney Pixar with cars. <laughs> ah, no, no, no. With Lightning McQueen and uh, the others. Yeah, another brilliant movie. I... I forget to yeah. mention it, but you know, I, I love that movie. Yeah, like uh, the small bro- smaller brother of my best friend, he used to watch that movie over and over again. And uh, you know, when you are a kid, you want just to watch the movie. And uh, I was so happy because I loved that movie, but uh, I was not able to watch by myself. But considering that he wanted to watch, I was able to hear the noise of the car and my friend was like, ah, again. And he was like, yes, yes. (laughs) So happy. (laughs) And yeah, one fun thing is that uh, I consumed the DVD disc of that movie. (laughs) Yeah. Can you consume a DVD disc? 
Wow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was already updated uh, with the uh, emule. <coughs> but okay. <clears throat> okay, let's move on. <laughs> let's move on. Okay, so. Yeah, let's move on to Bash Port. <laughs> yeah, that's better. Last time, guys, if you remember, we skipped the Bash Port because uh, we talked about uh, scary things. And, uh, but, you know, this time we have uh, the space for talk about uh, what happened in the F1 race at Imola and uh, what happened in the GP at Valencia. So it's now time for, you know, grab a beer at Basport. Two weeks ago there was the GP of Emilia-Romagna at Imola circuit, a very you know, it's a very magic circuit, Imola. Yeah, it was quite uh, historical and important. Also, I, I saw like McLaren people went to some corner to remind some old driver. And there was a lot of uh, emotion, I have to say. Yeah, yeah, a lot of emotion and a lot of magic moment uh, remembering uh, the great Senna and uh, obviously Rothenberger as well. So um, a very brief uh, recap in what happened in that race. Uh, Quite quite good, you know, to to watch it. Yeah, the time flies faster than I was expecting. Usually I got very bored, but I watched that uh, race. And laps, they were flying by quite easily, so better than other race, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> maybe because it's similar. So yeah. the magic, the magic feeling around that uh, very amazing circuit, I, I have to say. And I hope the next year will be in the calendar as well for the 2021 uh, calendar of F1. But uh, okay, so let's move on to a brief recap of what happened in the race. So Bottas took the pole in front of a very disappointed Hamilton and the third was Verstappen in the qualifying. And uh, let's say there was two two races in one. So <laughs> one managed yeah. by the trio, Bottas, Verstappen and Hamilton. Yes, definitely. And uh, and then the rest. So three drivers in the lead, and then uh, and then a very huge gap in the race from the other. Um, I really don't don't know because Bottas managed very well the first part of the race, and then for an issue, the performance just fade out. And I think he have to believe more in himself and uh, have to. You know, needs more constancy and boldness. Yes, I was quite disappointed. Okay, chapeau to to who won in the end, but <laughs> uh, <coughs> Hamilton. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I have to say that uh, I was disappointed as well. He was just grey, in my opinion. Like he can do better, but absolutely, he can do better. But um, you know, you have to stay calm and steady if you want to beat him. Yeah, to beat Hamilton, I, I I was saying, and but also Verstappen. Verstappen, on the contrary, needs more patience because Verstappen has the 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 hungry, the uh, wants really to win the race. Yeah, in my opinion, Verstappen uh, was also unlucky, unlucky in the end because he was driving very good, but he hit a, a piece of carbon fiber that was in the road, like. Is not totally his fault that the car uh, went out. 
Yeah, and also during the qualifying on the day before, his car mm. had had an issue, a strange issue that um, something in the power unit doesn't doesn't work properly, and the the mechanics yeah. uh, work hard in the last minutes of the Q3 for letting to qualify in yeah, a good place so very chapeau to to the team yeah and the mechanics because they they did well yeah and for the rest of the people after, uh beside the, the mercedes and uh... yeah beside the mercedes uh, and the and verstappen <laughs> <laughs> so um there was a it was a quite good race uh, pierre gasly unfortunately with ocon leave the race uh, quite uh, quite soon mm -hmm. for engine engine problem both um very unlucky gasly uh, because uh, he did a very nice qualifying yeah. and uh, yeah i i was very disappointed uh, uh, for him and the ferraris uh, well did good but not super and uh, but uh, a very great Ricciardo that uh, it was uh, on the third grade of the podium again, again. so yes. chapeau to him as well and uh, also both driver of alfa romeo took the took the cars to points to to earn some points so a good uh, result as well from alfa romeo but uh, you know but in the end uh, mercedes uh, won again the the championship of the manufacturing championship if i understood correct so was uh, quite uh, sure but <laughs> was uh, is still a great result because i think they pass ferrari or something like that yeah they they passed the record set by ferrari so ferrari had six uh winner uh, construction winner title no. and mercedes now have uh, have seven hmm. yeah you cannot say anything to them like they are great yeah since uh, 2014 they <laughs> yeah they are uh, let's see maybe yeah, when, they are leading maybe then when they will change their regulation because i know that they were supposed to have new cars from next year but they will postpone it for yeah they postponed yeah. the the new rules uh, in the 2022 um, season yeah like looking forward for <laughs> more fun yeah i hope <laughs> so i hope so because uh, because right now yeah f1 struggles there was not a lot of uh, yeah things. Um... It's uh, quite stagnant the the challenge. Mm -hmm. I have to. I have that feeling. <laughs> yeah, but so that time uh, you you were uh, remembering uh, me about uh, something you seen in Top Gear, old episode. Yeah, uh, <laughs> because. Uh... I'm still waiting the second episode of the fourth series of the Grand Tour, so it was I was like, uh, okay, well, but I can rewatch all the Top Gear seasons yeah. uh, till obviously till uh, the one that the Magic Trio leaves Top Gear, uh. and so I watched the episode four of the season 19 when uh, Clarkson invite uh, Hamilton the second time, like the star. In a reasonably priced car, and uh, I watched it yesterday, and uh, it seems like time travel thing <laughs> because it yeah. was I was watching a conversation that was set seven years ago, and quite funny to be honest, because uh, Clarkson asked uh, um, to Hamilton why have you moved to uh, to Mercedes. Because uh, he was in McLaren since uh, 13 years old, so it's quite yeah, a, a very sure. strange moment. And um, Hamilton said, uh, "Well, I wanted to change something, um, take a risk, and you know, <laughs> maybe Mercedes will be great." 
well, seven years later, you were right. <laughs> you did the, you did the right choice. Definitely, definitely. So for sure, uh, F1 is still not uh, like uh, MotoGP because yeah. this season is absolutely crazy. Yeah, I have to say that now is taking a, dir a direction at least, and at least MotoGP. But uh, what a season! Like uh, we were not sure, for example, to have uh, Rossi this race because he was positive uh, at COVID until last minute, and so in fact he missed Friday practice. And he joined only on Saturday. And okay, long story short, uh, during the race, the motorbike has some problem. So he stopped it, but uh, mm -hmm. was not at all in the race. And in general, also Vinales had some problem during the qualifying or the, the pre-practice. And uh, he had to change the engine. So he started from the pit lane and uh, Quartaro fell down in, I think, at the second lap or something like that. And uh, so, blackout. Uh, also, Morbidelli did a b very bad race. Total black uh, weekend for Yamaha. And uh, Suzuki take the chance to take the, the lead of the championship and fly away. Because uh, Mir had his uh, first one of his career in MotoGP. And extended his championship lead for like uh, 37 points now. So, Quartaro and uh, Rins, they are at the same point, but uh, Quartaro won more race, so it's second. But they are almost like Suzuki 1-2. <laughs> and it's something very rare. Like, uh, the last time there was two Suzuki 1-second was in the 80s, or something like that. Crazy. And, uh, yeah, there was another... Great news that I was not expecting that maybe Markets is not coming back until next season. Like, I was sure he wanted to come back this race and I was checking online and apparently they are not sure if he will come back at all this season because he had uh, some more surgery and stuff like that. So quite uh, weird uh, without him. Like, I'm not a big supporter of him, but, you know, it's still a key... Uh, character on, on the on the field uh, was uh, like this but in good things about next season will be that Luca Marini will be MotoGP in Ducati with the Bastianini and we will be able to see Rossi with his brother together that will be nice oh that amazing thing amazing thing yeah but coming back uh... Just very quickly to the MotoGP and the race uh, uh, of Valencia. Uh, what do you think about the move of Alex Rins? At a certain point, Alex Rins... Uh, ah, he missed uh, a gear. Uh, he missed a gear. Later on, uh, yeah, he messed up with the gears. You, uh, They were showing the replay. He like uh, put the fur, uh, fourth instead of... I don't know, I just saw that he was like uh, going fourth, three, third, second, first, like very quickly, and he like messed up something, while uh, Mir have done the corner all in second gear, so I think he missed do something, and you can see that he was uh, shaking his head during the corner, so I was uh, his mistake, he was not letting uh, Mir pass for sure, like... Ah, uh... uh, yeah, because... Uh... Uh, apparently, seeing it from the top, uh, it was really like that. He wants to, he wants to let uh, Mir to pass him, and then maybe no, no, chase him, try to make uh, make it nervous. 
So yeah, actually, it was a very interesting race. It was very tactical from outside, but uh, the truth is that uh, yeah, he missed a gear and was quite. Uh, I think he was quite sad about that because they were in the same pace almost all race long until last, I think, uh, five laps. Then he gave up. But uh, yeah, it was an interesting uh, result. And also, Paul Espargaro, yeah, another great result from him. Because, uh, yeah, K- KTM this year, they are very strong. It's, <laughs> I have to say that it's very weird that the first couple of motorbike last races, like the stronger are the KTM and the Suzuki. And Yamaha and Honda and Ducati, they fade away. Like, I don't know. Next year, yeah, uh, Aprilia will win the championship. <laughs> no, I'm <laughs> yeah. not sure, but oh yeah, but yeah, if if things will go like this, uh, probably yes. Why not? Uh, yeah, so we'll be a very surprised. So, for summarize this very interesting episode, we talk about Bentley and a lot of iconic movie cars and in the end bar sport with the two races of the F1 in Imola and the MotoGP. In Valencia, and uh, ah, wait, wait, wait! Well, uh, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at uh, the Chat Garage. We will post uh, some clue or what will be next, and uh, some recap of what was. Yeah, and until next time, it was a pleasure. Goodbye. See you. Sayonara. Au revoir. Bye bye. <laughs>